Today we speak with Terry Chamberlain. His group is the Natural Health Library and he has over 90,000 members. Imagine you have a Facebook group where you can share your ideas, products and services with tens of thousands of raving fans every single day. The question is how do you create a group and fill it with the right people that only you can serve and bring value to at the highest level. Join me as I set out to find the people who already have the most successful groups in every niche under the sun to ask them what their secrets are so we too can serve and bring value to those that are waiting for us to show up. My name is Usher Freed and this is Facebook Group Secrets. Thank you very much, Terry, for coming on to the show. Yes. All and, right. Uh, first of all, how, how are you doing today? I'm great. Okay, I'm... it's great. If you could get into a little bit of, of your background, your education, and how you got involved in the industry to begin with. Well, uh, I w- when I was born, um, I was covered, my whole head all the way down to the middle of my back was covered with what back then they called cradle cap, um, which is a, a real bad rash. And my mother once told me that during the first two years of my life, um, because of my uh, extensive food allergies, the only thing she could get away with feeding me was peaches and cream, which means canned peaches that are highly sugared and commercial milk cream, um, which neither one were healthy. So uh, my childhood was filled with allergies. Uh, I had blood sugar issues. Um, My mother told me once that I was the dream baby because there were no nighttime feedings. I did not wake up during the night. She could put me down at seven. I'd sleep until nine the next morning. And it's because my blood sugar was so lousy. And then as a grade school child, uh, I would come home from school and take naps of my own accord because I couldn't make it all day. And so then I got into my early 20s and I became the resident director of a a drug rehab center. And I was having, I I lived there, you know, I wasn't married and and, and I was having a really hard time because I was tired all the time. I could sleep 12 hours and still wake up exhausted. And I remember thinking, maybe I got something seriously wrong with me. I mean, the the symptoms I'm experiencing um, sound like the same symptoms that people use to describe mononucleosis. Maybe I got that, you know. So I went to three medical doctors in a row. And that's when I found out that when a doctor doesn't know what's the matter with you, he doesn't say, I don't know what's the matter with you. He says, ah, it's all in your head. Three doctors in a row told me that the condition I was born with was all in my head. I was just imagining it, according to them. And I remember coming out of the third doctor's office um, full of despair. Uh, and, and, and I remember this, uh, walking out into the parking lot and looking up at the sky and saying, God, if the doctors don't know, because I didn't know there was anything but doctors. <laughs> and about a week later, I was at a yard sale and I found a book called Body, Mind and Sugar. And it was all about hypoglycemia. And I was on every page. Somebody wrote a book about me. They just forgot to put my name in it. That's all. And this guy that wrote this book said, here, just try this. Go for five days without eating anything sweet. Anything sweet. Uh, Fruit, nothing. No sweets. Nothing with any sugars of any kind in it. But just try that for five days. And I thought I can do that. By the third day, I was waking up early in the morning, bright and chipper, full of energy, jumping out of bed, ready to go. Um, and I remember realizing, you know, none of those three doctors asked me one question about my diet. 
Not, not one single question. I paid no attention to diet. The, the same as they didn't ask me what sh size shoes I wore. It, it wasn't relevant to them. And uh, so I began to read everything I could beg, borrow, or steal, practically, that had anything to do with health and nutrition, but not from the medical perspective. And I found it enormously interesting. And I was just reading and reading and reading all I could find. And then my friends, uh, one of my friends might say to me, oh, I'm really struggling with such and such. And I would say, I remember reading about that. Here, why don't you try this? Because I'd read that somewhere, you know. And then they might come back and say, wow, that was great. I feel better. Thank you. That was really helpful. And I, and I realized that's the most satisfying thing. It actually helps people. That, I love that. I also think I need a better education than reading everything I could beg, borrow, or, or, or steal, <laughs> which I didn't steal. But anyway, uh, and so I, I took a course and got my bachelor's degree in nutrition. And then I took another course. Um, and became a certified nutritional consultant. And then after that, I got specialized training uh, from a couple of locations on either end of the U.S. in biochemical uh, testing. I had uh, $4,000 worth of lab equipment, and, and, uh, and I opened my first clinic in 1984 and began testing people, biochemical testing, uh, to see where their biochemistry is imbalanced. And, you know, I'd learned how to tell people what to do to balance their chemistry. And, and so uh, I had a clinic then, um, and then my last clinic, I've had two of them, my last physical clinic uh, was here in the town I live in, here in Nova Scotia. And, uh, and actually the reason I had a clinic was because after we had just moved, my family and I had just moved to this little town um, called Lawrencetown, uh, and uh, there was a pharmacy there, and, I, and uh, there was also where the post office was, so I, I met the pharmacist who owned the pharmacy, and we got to chatting. She was a very friendly woman, and she was interested in natural health stuff. And turned out she had a total body rash that she'd had for two years, and she'd been to everything from medical doctors to herbalists to uh, acupuncturists to whatever. Not, nobody could help her at all. So I offered to test her, and I set up my equipment and tested her, and uh, found where she was unbalanced and told her what to do. And in five days, her rash went away for the first time in two years. So she gave me my own office in her pharmacy for free. <laughs> wow, amazing. That is and I had a clinic in a pharmacy for two years for free. And she sent, she referred people to me all the time. Okay. She, I mean, she kept the customers coming. And then, uh, then she, uh, uh, she sold the pharmacy because uh, she was working, her, working herself inside and out. Uh, it, it was open seven days a work week and she was there every day, you know, and she hired the people and she ordered the product. She, she did too much and she fried. So she, she sold the pharmacy and that was the end of that, uh, about that clinic. Well, when I started the natural health library, it was like, Oh, I got a clinic. Um, you know, the trouble with the physical clinic is you only so many people can get in, in a day. Right. Uh, and, uh, and, this is, I, I actually, with the first clinic in 84, I discovered this thing. The majority of people are looking for, what they want is they want me to hold up a little bottle and say, inside this bottle are 30 little tiny pills the size of BBs. They taste like sugar. You take one a day for the next 30 days. And at the end of that 30 days, you're going to feel and look like you're 20 years old. And best of all, the bottle is only $1.98. That's what everybody wants. I, I, I don't have a bottle like that, okay? It doesn't exist, okay? What they don't want is for me to say, you have to stop eating potato chips, drinking Coca-Cola, uh, smoking cigarettes, and, and, and eating at McDonald's three times a week, okay? They don't want to hear that. It got very discouraging 
um, the number of people who would actually pay attention to it. Now, I did test a man. Uh, he was a 67-year-old lawyer. And actually, I hadn't quite got into the second clinic yet. So what I was doing was making appointments with people and taking my lab equipment and going to their house and setting it up and testing them there. And so this woman called me and said, would you come test my husband and I? So I went out to their house and, and, and I tested him. And his numbers uh, um, said this guy uh, um, could have a heart attack any minute now. But I can't, I have to be very careful because I cannot diagnose nor prescribe. It's against the law. So I said to him, um, sir, uh, people with numbers like these have extra pressure on their heart. Well, he freaked out because two weeks before he'd had a heart attack. That's why his wife wanted me to test him. So he was paying attention, and I told him what to do. And two months later, I had my, my clinic in the pharmacy, and he came uh, prancing in, just looking like a, a young kid. And I tested him again. He was entirely and totally out of the heart attack zone. And 15 years later, I heard about him. He was, he was retired as a lawyer and still alive. So that made me feel pretty good. But those were the exception, not the rule, by a long shot. That meaning exception that he listened to you. Yeah, because his life was on the line. Those, uh, you, and you would think that when your life is, uh, is in danger, that somebody will take, more, uh, you know, take you more seriously and take it everything. Well, when I had my clinic in 84, a man brought his wife, who the doctor said she had two months to live because of her cancer. Okay? So she knew she was about to go. And, and, uh, and, and so I tested her, and uh, she was met not metabolizing proteins well at all. So she had a very, very low protein metabolism. And even back in 84, I was giving my, uh, uh, my cancer clients 150,000 IUs of vitamin D every day. Mm -hmm. um, because vitamin D is specifically an anti-cancer vitamin. So, um, you know, uh, two weeks w went by and his, his husband brought the wife in again. And, and, and I said, uh, um, are, are, you, are you, taking your, you taking your supplements? She said, oh, I don't like pills. I said, I had given her a recipe for a high-protein shake, a smoothie that was really easy to digest that would raise her low-protein levels up. And I said, so how about the smoothie? She said, oh, it doesn't taste good. And so two months later, she's nice. dead. Wow. And her husband came to me and said, do not feel responsible or guilty in any way. She wouldn't do anything you told her to do. Well, see, that, that's not uncommon. Your life is about to go. And, of course, lots of people actually, you know, they're kind of hoping that will happen. They're sick of this life. They don't consciously think, wow, I hope I'll die. But some part of them hopes they will. And you can't help somebody like that. Hey, that 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 is amazing, in a very bad way, in a disturbing way. That's, and I, I never, I would think that once someone's life is on the line, that they would be willing to do whatever is necessary. I know anything at all. You would think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> I would. I would. Okay, I, I'll I'll keep this in mind for myself. I, <laughs> hopefully, I don't come to such a point, but I guess eventually I will, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so that's how, kind of my background of my, of my training. And, and, wow. So, and so what I like it. about this is it sounds like your whole career has been a personal mission. It started because you had a problem and you fixed it and you were validated in the information that you found. And then people around you had similar problems and you were able to help them. And just, I feel like one thing led to the next and it was a quite an obvious career choice for you. Well, it, it's, it's, uh, my, my parents uh, were, um, devout and sincere Christians. Um, 
my father once said to me, uh, we practice Christianity, not churchianity. Uh, he, uh, he didn't have much use for, uh, you know, all the, the culture that goes with every religion where you're supposed to wear a certain kind of clothes and have your hair a certain length or that kind of stuff. My, my father was very critical of that kind of stuff. So he encouraged uh, um, his children to do their own thinking and think for themselves. But their example to me was they were always helping people. All the years I grew up, it seemed like most of the time somebody was living with us that my parents had said, come live with us till you get back on your feet, you know, just to help them out. So that was the model I had, you know. And so when I think about making a living, the idea is not what can I do to make money? The idea is what can I do to help other people? And then somehow out of that, be able to also pay my bills. Right. You know, and, and so, but, but the compassion motive needs to be much, much, much stronger than the profit motive. How did you go from your uh, clinic to uh, online? Like what, what made you start a Facebook group and the well, to your clinic? Well, first off, uh, um, as I, cause I was researching all the time. I, I was reading all the time, researching all the time. It's been that way um, since I read that first book, uh, um, you know, body, body, mind and sugar. Well, what I began to do was accumulate articles that I found to be very uh, interesting and valuable. Um, and, after a while, it was, uh, it was up to about 3,000 articles, and I divided them up in topical folders, directories, uh, on the computer, and then I stored them on a, on a cloud storage service, uh, you know, on the internet. Two reasons. One, because if the computer died, everything's up there in the cloud, and I won't right. lose it. And two, because then I would refer people who, you know, wanted to read articles I would just say, well, go to, go to my library and look up this article in the such and such folder. And so I was doing that for, for um, a number of years. And then, you know, Facebook came along. Well, uh, you know, I joined Facebook uh, and then I discovered, oh, people just want to come there and gossip, or at least it seemed like that to me. So I didn't pay any attention to it for, for you know, a number of years. And then somebody said, well, Facebook has groups like clubs and uh, there's one about colloidal silver, which was something I was using in my practice. And I bumped into colloidal silver in, oh, well, I, I, you know, I would run across ads or, or, or posts or something where people, oh, colloidal silver, it cures everything, you know, and stuff like that. And I would go, yeah, yeah, and just, you know, dismiss it. Exactly. And finally, one day I said, wait, what, what is this stuff really? Okay. Well, when I, when I research something, number one, I want to get my information from somebody who has nothing for sale. Okay. Not, not easy to do. All right. And secondly, it would be nice if there was something about them that, uh, that qualified them to have an opinion. They, uh, now, you know, doctors don't impress me anymore, but scientists uh, tend to, you know, I, or, or their association with a legitimate uh, scientific organization or a laboratory or research findings, stuff like that, 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 that they're not just some health nuts opinion, in other words. I was astounded to discover there was a ton of information about colloidal silver from the scientists and doctors, not the health nuts. I mean, yeah, there's a ton of that too, but from people, and none of them have anything for sale. This is the research they found. Um, in my library, there's a folder titled colloidal silver, and inside that folder are over 250 articles, reports, uh, research findings, etc., about colloidal silver and its effectiveness. Oh, wow. The Japanese are adding colloidal silver to paint and painting the hospital walls with it so it'll kill bacteria in the air. They're just doing that recently? No, I've been doing it for years now. Uh -huh. and, uh, oh. that, right. And I saw you posted something about the coronavirus, how it could help. 
uh, it, it has been now, of course, no one has done any research on this particular variation of the coronavirus, but the coronavirus has been around for a long, long time. It's not a new one. Okay. And uh, there's, I've got uh, either two or three articles in my library that, that uh, demonstrate how every other variation of the coronavirus is absolutely uh, destroyed by silver. It's not a far-fetched thing to say that if it works for you know all of those other variations of it, it's almost certainly going to work for the the current one as well. Right, right. So, um, so how did you get into uh, Facebook groups once you had all of well, uh, that stuff online? Yeah, well, uh, I uh, a friend of mine who had bought a colloidal silver brewer from me. Uh, called me up and said, uh, Terry, did you know that there's uh, Facebook has these groups that are like clubs that you join? And there's one all about colloidal silver. And now that got my interest because I thought, you know, Facebook is just for gossiping. And so I went and looked it up and I joined. And it was great because, you know, people are talking and one person will say one thing and somebody else will answer and say, well, this is my experience and I drank this amount or whatever the case may be. So it was really fun, except that people were saying, well, does colloidal silver, will that help me with my arthritis or, you know, or, or my heart disease or something? And, uh, and, I, and I'm a, a natural health practitioner. I would say, well, no, but this will. And I would tell them what will help with arthritis or with heart disease or whatever the case may be. And the administrators of this particular Facebook group didn't want to talk about anything else except for colloidal silver. Plus, they didn't agree with me uh, about my opinions of the safety of colloidal silver and the ease with which it can be made and the, the ways, the many, many ways it can be used. And so one day, I couldn't find the group. I, I, to, you know, I was going to go there and, you know, read stuff and post, and, but I couldn't find it. It's like it didn't exist anymore. And, and I thought, oh, their computers are down or something. And I, and I emailed two friends who were members of the group. And I said, can, can, can you check with the admins? Or are they having computer problems? And one of them got back to me and said, oh, oh no, they didn't like you. So they kicked you out of the group and, and blocked you from even finding it. I was like, oh, man, I was really enjoying that. That was, that was great fun. And so one of those friends said, well, why don't you start your own group? And I thought, well, I mean, how does anybody know if you do that? Do you advertise? I'm not going to advertise. And they said, well, if you will join. So I thought, okay, I'll have two members. So I started the, the Natural Health Library, named after my library that's stored in the cloud. And in two hours, I had 54 members. <laughs> wow. One second. Could you say that again? How in, in two hours after I started the group, I had 54 members. So how did that happen? How did that happen? I have no idea. I, I was like, what? I didn't, I couldn't even, it was like, so caught me off guard. And they were just pouring in. People were just pouring in. Well, here's the deal. Number one, there are no ads on my Facebook group because I didn't start it so I could sell things. I started it so I could give things. I wanted to present my library and I would tell people, listen, you can download my whole library onto your computer. Now you got it. You don't even have to be on the internet. You can search it. You can research. You can read all you want. And I don't, and you don't have to give me any money for that. Okay. I've spent years and years assembling this and I'm continually adding to it, but you, that's not the point. The point is how do I make money at it? Okay. And, and, but then somebody say, well, wow, this is great, but you know how expensive it is? Well, yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I went into a health food store, not too far from where I live now. Um, and, uh, um, I said, do you, do you, uh, do you have colloidal silver? And I said, yeah, over here. And they took me over to the shelf and there was a bottle uh, of what is called sovereign silver. Now sovereign silver is a very good quality colloidal silver. It, it's as good as you need. Um, it was a one pint bottle or a 16 ounce bottle. Okay. It was $76. Wow. Okay. Wow. I said, are you sure that's not gold? And well, we have, 
do we have to send to the U.S. for it? Okay, but but so you know, so I I, I was telling people you need to make your own, and somebody would say, well, where can you recommend a good colloidal silver brewer? Well, actually, when I started making colloidal silver back in it was either late two thousand or early two thousand and one. I think it was late two thousand. Um, I was using uh, at first nine volt batteries because that was what I read about and you can make it with nine volt batteries. Um, it has a tendency to turn uh, colored, you know, orange or brown if, you, if you're not really careful uh, because batteries have a high amperage um, and so, uh, or at least they can. And so uh, I started experimenting and I started using um, power adapters from like printers and stuff like that. Uh, because for one thing, when you're using a battery, you don't know if it's run down or not, unless you get a light bulb of some kind or something, you know. And, and so with an adapter, you, you it doesn't run down. It's plugged into the wall. And I began experimenting with various voltages. The problem is I was making it as fast as I could, um, but the demand kept growing. And I wanted to be able to make a lot of it fast. Um, and so uh, I spent $350 buying a, a device that allowed me to what do i want to how do i want to put this it produced up to 400 volts dc it had separate voltage and current meters and gauges so i had control over it so i thought oh man i should be able to really pump this stuff out fast man i should really begin to do yeah 400 volts i should really whatever so i set up a one gallon uh, jar and i hooked this thing up and i cranked the one knob up to 400 volts and when I did that, the needle on the amperage meter jumped to the other end too. And I already knew that the higher the amperage, the larger the silver particles. And you don't want large ones. You want the smallest possible ones. Mm. You want them to be so small that the, that the water is crystal clear because you can't possibly see a thing. Because the smaller the silver particles, the more places in your body they can go. Mm. And the big silver particles can't. So, so I reached over and I turned the current down to a low level and it turned the voltage down automatically because they're, they're two sides of the same coin of voltage and current are. And so, it, so for a, a number of months, I ran around talking to electricians, uh, electronic technicians. I went to a couple of uh, local uh, colleges and, and, and met with some you know, professors there. And I said, here's my question. How do I have high voltage and low current, very low current at the same time? Right. And they all said to me, you can't do that. When you raise the one, you will raise the other. That's the way electricity works. They were wrong. I wish I could, <laughs> I wish I could tell you it's because I'm so clever. But in fact, I accidentally stumbled onto a way to have high voltage and low current at the same time. And... That is my trade secret, I want to tell you. So that's great. But it enables me to, uh, you know, to, I began constructing these brewers that would make a gallon per batch. And the reason I did that wasn't because I thought everybody needed to make a gallon per batch, except for those people that had MS. Now, I learned about the MS because a woman, uh, this would have been 2003 or four, um, a woman in... It was either Ohio or Idaho. I can't remember which because it's just so close to each other. Called me up on the phone and, and proceeded to tell me how she had had MS uh, for nine years. It had gotten so bad that she was uh, a matter of months away from having to go into a wheelchair. She said that wow. if somebody took her somewhere in the car and she got out of the car next to the curb, she couldn't get up the curb by herself. 
and she could she could never pick up a jar of peanut butter because her grip was so bad. And then she read a little thing about colloidal silver, and she began buying it because she didn't know anything about making it um, and drinking it. Um, and she was drinking. Um, eventually, she worked her way up to pretty close to a quart a day. In six months, she was fifty percent recovered from her MS, not taking her thousand dollars a month worth of medication anymore. And then she discovered the addition of food grade hydrogen peroxide to the colloidal silver. Now, I know another researcher uh, who has a private clinic in the U.S., um, and he published a lot of little things from his research. And one time he said that we've discovered that when you combine hydrogen peroxide with colloidal silver, the two of them together are between 500 and 1,000 percent more effective than either one of them individually. Wow. Fine. So, so you, you invented a more effective way to yes. create colloidal silver. Yes. So I've been making those brewers, and I only sell them privately to people who are members of my group. I've retired from making and colloidal, selling colloidal silver now. Uh, I did it for, uh, well, almost 19 years, about 19 years I did it. Uh, and I supplied health food stores and clinics and pharmacies and uh, on a hundred and something private individuals across Canada with colloidal silver. Um, but uh, um, I, uh, now I'm selling the brewers and the brewers um, have taken over the business. And so I just quit selling silver. Oh, yeah, wow. so, just, so you sell the brewers. Do you, uh, as you for high, I mean, do you make more money selling the brewers? I make enough money to, you know, I, I, I it's funny because when I stopped selling it, uh, um, I was making a fair income, not a huge income, not to get rich, but enough to support myself income from the sale of colloidal silver at the stores and all. Um, but I just was, there had been a man who for the last 10 years worked for me, a young fellow who, who uh, um, put the colloidal silver in the bottles and, and put the labels on them, put the seals on them and put them back in boxes. And then all I had to do was pack them up the right amounts and ship them out. Um, and he alerted me that um, he had started a photography business, which had become very successful and he wasn't available to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I realized, you know what, I don't want to hire, I, I don't want to train somebody else to come in and do this. I, you know what? I, I want to retire. I don't want to do this anymore. So I quit and, uh, and I still get calls. Um, and in fact, an hour or two ago, a man called me who a couple of days ago had called me to order more colloidal silver because he's been buying from me from time to time. And I said, well, you can't buy colloidal silver, but you can buy a brewer. So he said, okay, I'll get one of those then. You know, right. <laughs> so it's, you had these brewers, you already stopped selling colloidal silver and were selling the brewers before your Facebook group. Oh no, I only stopped selling colloidal silver about four months ago, maybe three. Oh, so you just, so you just quit. I just now did, just within the last few months. Yeah. Okay. So you're officially retired. I'm retired from, from making and selling colloidal silver, okay? Right. But I'm selling the brewers, and the brewing thing has grown to the point where I, I have a staff of four people that make them for me. Oh, wow. They build them, build them and pack them. And huh. you sell them specifically through your Facebook group? Well, yes. Um, when the web page is done, uh, which we're working on right now, I have uh, several com you know, computer people working on it. Uh, um, and, and I will announce it in the group. Uh, and it's funny because I mentioned it a, a few months ago. I said, I'm working on a web page, and when it's done, I'll alert you all. Um, you know, and that day, 2,500 people spoke up and said, Boy, you just tell us, you know, we'll go to it as soon as it's ready, you know. So, <laughs> so I expect a, I expect a, a, a mass transfer of 
probably at least 10,000 people the first week after the web pages, which is why we got to make sure that everything is running smoothly. Right. And, and the web page is going to be an open forum as well. Actually, it's going to be, uh, when you go to, uh, to the website, which again, I will announce in, in the Facebook group. Um, the first thing you see is this, uh, is a, a thing that says, do you want to join this webpage? You want to become a member here. All right. And if you say, yes, I do, then you must put in uh, your name or a name. It doesn't matter if it's a real name or not, but you must put in a legitimate email address. And then uh, uh, an email will be sent to that email address confirming that you do want to. And with that email, you pick a password that will allow you in. Right. The reason, reason for all this uh, fuss and bother is that the, uh, um, I've attempted to do this with the Facebook group. How it would work out if I had to defend it in a court of law, I have no idea. But uh, um, with the webpage, it will be what is called a private member association. That's a legal entity. Okay, It's been withheld in the courts of both the U.S. and Canada. And in a private member association, uh, the people that join – uh, they they read the the indentures the the rules about it and and they are agreeing that what goes on there stays there and that no one holds anybody responsible for any ideas right. that are shared from one to the other. This means that a naturopathic doctor or any kind of health practitioner can, in the context of a private member association, make specific recommendations and cannot be charged with practicing medicine right. without a license because those laws are there to protect the public. And this is not public. This is right. private. Right. Smart. It's very smart on your part. That's uh, yeah. for sure. Right. And so, so that's we, why you sell them privately and you don't advertise. I don't advertise. Right. And if not for your Facebook group or your online community, you would still be selling to your clients, I assume, but not at well, the I would be, I, that's when I was selling colloidal silver, of course. That was my business, was selling colloidal silver. And then people would contact me by email or whatever to say, I have MS, what do I do? And I'd say, well, you know, you either got to take out a loan on your house so you can buy enough colloidal silver, or you should buy a device so you can make your own colloidal silver. And then uh, right. the colloidal silver will cost you whatever it costs you to buy steam distilled water, which here in Canada at Walmart is 99 cents a gallon. Not a bad price for colloidal silver. Not bad. Not bad at all. So, so you said that when you opened it up and within two hours, you got 54 members joined the group, right? Yeah. So where, how did they find you? Do you know how they found you? No. Uh, uh, well, I have a, uh, I think what happens, see, in Facebook, um, Facebook advertises everybody to everybody else. Right. So actually, they're, they're the ones who advertise me. So um, they advertised you before you even grew to five members. Yeah, I, yeah. When when two people joined, um, it was like I, I'm not sure how this works, but it's like Facebook, and of course, it isn't any person who does this. It's a computer that does it. That that uh, that then will everybody else who's indicated an interest in health or natural health is going to get uh, little ads on their right. Facebook page. Right. Okay. And there's a thing about the natural health library. But then after a little while. Um, the members are telling all their friends, you know, you can go here. You don't need any money. Leave your wallet at home, so to speak. And you can go, and there's a ton of information. You can ask questions and people will try to answer you. And, and actually I did. Uh, I, I, I was, I was spending mm, six to eight hours a day sitting in front of my computer while also making and shipping colloidal silver, um, because of the Facebook group. And it's funny because after a year of that, uh, it was killing me. 
it, it was absolutely overwhelming me. I remember one morning I got up, uh, I had a cup of organic coffee. I sat down in front of the computer. I didn't get through till 2.30 in the afternoon responding to people. And I hadn't even eaten anything yet. And I got up from my chair and I said, I, I, can't, I can't do this anymore. I, I, I can't do this anymore. And uh, a voice has always guided me all my life, a little inner voice, not in my ear, that said, well, why don't you get help? <laughs> oh, oh, right, help. That had never entered my skull. Get help. And just about right then, uh, a woman by the name of Angie came along, was intensely, she loved the group, loved the information, and, uh, and I personally trained her. Um, and in fact, we formed a school and we had students sign up, and she was the first student, and she was also the first graduate, and she is a certified nutritional consultant, and I absolutely, she's so on the same page as me, and, and she's become my partner in this thing, uh, and I, I, I've never met her. You never met her. She's a thousand miles away from me. Wow. <laughs> So we talk on the phone and, you know, we're, we're both on uh, whatever. And so, and, and she's one of the people working on the, on the webpage because she knows how to do some stuff. Um, and so it, we're just looking forward to getting the webpage going and then it'll be really a private enterprise. And, and, uh, and in fact, to access the library, you're going to have to join the webpage. Right. Right. All right. Because so, over yeah. the past four years, you were three years or however many three. years. Mm -hmm. years you started selling your brewer to a tremendously large audience you start a school where you um teach people so i'm assuming that you could you you are you are licensed i became a certified nutritional consultant and i got my certification from the school that i attended right okay um and that was a school in oregon uh, called the college of new health um that that school has since uh, closed down and moved away all right, and so then I started a school, um, and it was we called it the practitioner training school, and uh, the kind of training we did, and we will again, but not till after the web page is going, because we just there's too much stuff to do, and we want to get the school going again after the web page is solid and functioning and smooth, uh, and, and you know, and that kind of a thing. But the school, instead of it being, you know, normally when you go to school, what you do is you read a bunch of stuff and study a bunch of stuff, and then you take some tests to see how much of it you remember. But that's not the right way to learn. The right way to learn is what used to be when a farmer would bring his son to the village blacksmith and say, my son will come here every day and do anything you tell him to do, and in return, you teach him how to do blacksmith. Mm -hmm. Okay? Hands on. And yeah, hands-on experience. So the students in my school will actually, and have been when, when it was active, uh, and will again be involved in the people who come to the group who have health problems and are needing help. Wow, and interesting. So, it's like a clinic. Yeah, except that what was happening is the people were coming, you know, because it's 86,000, three or 400 members the last time I looked today. And... Um, it's, it's crazy. It's uh, about 60 people a day join the group, the Facebook group. Wow. And, and a large percentage of them have really serious issues. I mean, life threatening issues. Okay. Stage four brain cancer, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, it was overwhelming. Angie and I, uh, we, we couldn't begin 
to even read all the messages we were getting that were like, please help me, I'm dying kind of a stuff. And so, uh, and then I retired as a, you know, I retired from personal consultation. I'm 72 years old. It's okay for me to do that, all right? And, uh, <laughs> and so I retired from personal consultation and, and, and our goal is uh, to train some people to do this so that we have a team of people. But here's the deal. What are, you know, why would anybody do that? I mean, you know, it's, it's groovy about, oh, okay, yeah, we want to help people and that's our primary motive and it is and everything. But you know what? We still do have to pay our bills. Right. Okay. So the school is going to cost money. Um, and when somebody comes and says, I got cancer, I got this, I got that, um, can you help me? We have, we will be offering, and, and to a limited degree now offer, what we call paid personal consultation. And this means they will pay to have somebody work with them. Um, and like I say, right now it's extremely limited because we're trying to focus pretty much nearly all of our attention upon getting the web page going. And then once it's running, once that bus is drivable and we're going down the road, you know, then, then we can pay attention to, to uh, individual attention. But I announced in the group, and I have repeatedly announced it because some people haven't seen it and the new people haven't seen it and all that stuff, uh, the Natural Health Library Clinic is closed. Right. But the Natural Health Library is still open. And so we are attempting to make this into something where people come, where they can come and research the answers that they're looking for instead of that, oh, please fix me. Right. Um, Google, you're, or a, a dot, dot, uh, duck, duck, go. Yeah, they, they, they must, but the information is there. The, the articles, I've written many, many articles, and they're... And they're Hundreds. Uh, 169, I think. I think I counted. Did you? Okay, I, I don't know. I've been writing so long, I, I don't remember. But And then I'd like to start up the videos again. I, we actually stopped doing the videos for two reasons. Or I shouldn't say that we did. I stopped doing the videos for two reasons. They're called live videos. That's what uh, Facebook allows you to whatever. Right. It's when I found out that uh, once you make a video, Facebook keeps it. Oh, wow. You can't delete it. So even right. if you delete it off of Facebook, they still have a copy. Yeah, they have recorded it all. Okay. Uh, and one of the reasons we're trying to leave Facebook is because every comment everybody makes, every so-called private message that everyone sends, those are all recorded by Facebook. Right. So nothing is private. So in, in our webpage, that will be different. And, right. and, and your business is uh, sensitive to that just because, you know, selling uh, medicine or, or nutrients you know, could lead to more complicated things if someone decide would decide to, you know, sue you or bring you to court. Who, who knows? Uh, when you come to the Facebook group, um, the first thing you, you see after, because you have to apply, and then we have to allow people in. So each person is allowed in who becomes a member, okay? Uh, there's no automatic joining. Um, right. we, don't allow, we don't allow any business, uh, face, you know, Facebook groups can't join. Right. Uh, uh, only private individuals can join, and and uh, so you know we have, but we let them in, each of them, you know, and so and when they come in, there's stuff saying, listen, here, here's what this group is about. You should read this, and when they read that, they will be told you are joining a private member association, right? Facebook group, okay, and and so what goes on here goes on here, and and, and everything. Now we don't say what goes on here stays here because people, uh, you can 
go to my library for free and download the whole library. So it's all available to everybody, but right. we just, we're going to change that. Uh, I'm going to go to a different cloud um, storage uh, service and put a password on it. And only the members of my Facebook page will have that password. Right. Um, and so that doesn't mean they can't download it and give it to other people, but at least I've covered all the basis of doing what I can to keep it private. Uh, um, and so besides, it's not like it costs anything to join. And once again, on the webpage, there will be no ads. Right. No, nothing for sale that you can see. However, there will be a button titled products and services. If you click on that, there will be several more buttons. One to tell you about the colloidal silver brewers that you can buy. The other to, to uh, um, we have developed uh, what are called affiliate relationships with a number of providers of various supplements that we personally believe are very good quality because mm -hmm. we, we don't want to sell something just because, Oh yeah, people will buy that. We'd make some money. No, no. We, 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 Angie researches it, finds out what's really in each the supplements. What are the components in there? Do you, do you got preservatives? Do you got color? You, you know, we, cause we just want the good stuff, but we, you know, we make a little bit off of each sale. If they, if they click on products and services, really? and, right. And do that. So uh, it will take them to those other people's pages, but it's an affiliate relationship, so we can do that. This is so I make my entire and total income right now is off the sale of colloidal silver brewers. Since I stopped selling colloidal silver, the only way I pay my bills is from the sale of colloidal silver brewers. And uh, Angie, who spends as much time or more than me involved in the Facebook group and then will be involved in the uh, webpage, uh, also needs to make a living. And so everything else, all the affiliate relationships, everything, all that goes to her uh -huh. because she, she's, she's, she's my partner. Right. I, right. I want, I, she's so much on the same page. Her understanding is so, so just, wow. It's so wonderful right. that I, I told her once I said, somebody asked me, uh, what do you think about this? And I said, I don't know. Ask Angie. Oh, well, <laughs> she knows what I think. <laughs> <laughs> I might've forgot, but she probably knows. Okay. So oh. it's, when you open your school, I'm assuming you're going to charge for that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to at the beginning. I wanted the school to be free. Uh, but what happens is you get all these tourists, people that come, they join. Okay, I want to join your school. Okay, I'm signing Why up now. Not? And, and uh, they won't finish any of the assignments. Uh, they'll read when they feel like it. They, but they still take our time. We, we respond to them. We answer their questions. We, we, you know, we attempt to teach them. And yet they're not taking it seriously. So there's got to be a cost. And that way people, they're not going to come in there and spend, you know, 500 or a thousand or whatever dollars it's going to cost in order to do the school. Right. Um, you, you are doing them a favor by charging them. And I mean that. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't joke. I'm saying they, if someone just does something for free, you know, they don't have the motivation to finish it by charging no, them. Right. Then, yeah. then they have what to lose. It's the filter that filters out the tourists from the, those who are who are filters out the tourists, there. but it also, I believe, you know, motivates someone yeah. that would be a tourist if they wouldn't be uh, if they wouldn't be paying. Yeah, so you know, we're, all all we can do is, but I really resisted at first because I, I didn't, you know, I want as much as possible to give away as much as possible. Um, yet I still got to survive and pay my bills right. and everything. So, exactly. um, so I, I mean, I believe. I believe your success, you know, I, obviously I could be wrong, but uh, it comes from, first of all, your expertise and your confidence and the fact that uh, you are servicing them. 
clearly. You are not uh, looking to get anything from them, and it's very clear in the group. Whenever there's a question, you are from one of the many admins that answers and, and is helpful, and uh, you post, you know, you have all of your articles, you just have a plethora of knowledge and information in a very, um, you know, this really is not such a specific niche, but there's, you know, it's health, but um, there's not so many people with the knowledge that you have. Well, you know, I'm always learning. We, we must always be perpetual students. Um, as soon as we feel like we don't need to learn anymore, uh, we become a medical doctor. So uh, <laughs> we, we, we don't want to do that, okay? We always want to be learning because, you know, nobody knows everything. And uh, I am not uh, hesitant to tell somebody who asks me something, I don't know. I don't know. Right. I don't know Trans the answer to that. You know? right. Transparency is also, is also part of it. You're honest. Yeah, with, uh, whatever you're giving, there's nothing up your sleeve, and it and that's apparent. And also, you uh, you you post you know jokes and uh, memes. <laughs> They're hilarious. The jokes, the jokes. It's been so amazing for me because you see, uh, I have I had three daughters and a wife, you know, for uh, years and years there, and they all told me my sense of humor was weird. <laughs> That I was a weirdo, that my idea of things that were funny was weird. And I guess I must have believed them. Okay, so, I mean, it didn't offend me. Okay, so I'm weird, you know, in some ways. Great, I'm not run-of-the-mill. I'm not, you know, right. a, a member of the sheep, you know, or whatever, you know, whatever. Weird I'm is the new normal. I, 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 great, that's okay. But then, I, you know, I started posting things that I found funny. And I only post jokes that made me laugh. Not ones that are mildly humorous. I, no, no. I want ones that make me... I love jokes that made me burst out, ah, you know, like that. Okay. So, and so I posted them and I couldn't believe how many people, uh, either there's a whole lot of people with the same weird sense of humor or, or it isn't weird after all. There's a lot of people like it. And of course I won't allow any humor that is, you know, sexual innuendo or hateful of others or some such stuff like that. You know, it's just funny stuff. Plus, we talk about really serious stuff all the time. We talk about things that are, affect your lives, and people share things that are make you cry because, you know, man, it's tough. So we got to have some light in there, you know. We got to have something. We got to have some uh, um, comedic, you know, relief kind of a thing. So I, I, I love to do that. I love to put those jokes in there, so you get both entertained and uh, educated at the same right. time. Right. You come to here to get uh, colloidal silver and laughter. And, and, it's, and it's it's so it's so much fun, you know. It, it, it really is, and it helps me a lot. Uh, I need to post those jokes. I need to find them and post them for my own sake, you know. And people are constantly saying laughter is the best medicine. Exactly. And, uh, and so it, it's uh, it's great. So I'm, the good response every once in a while, somebody says, "Well, I thought this was a, I thought this was a health place, you know. What's all the corny jokes?" And it used to be. <laughs> I would defend myself and say, hey, you know, we need something light once in a while for all this serious stuff. I don't bother now because 20 members will climb all over that person and sing. Are you kidding? We, it helps us so much to laugh. And people say, oh, yeah, I come here every day because I get a good laugh and I feel better the rest of the day. You know, that makes me feel wonderful when they say something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's what people need to feel. They need to feel good besides just giving information. Yeah. Just dry and you just come, you know, educated and, you know, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll you know, be healthier now. You know, so that's great, but it doesn't uh, create that habit loop that has the person, you know, coming back for more and coming back for more. What you have is like, you have like the chocolate, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's healthy chocolate. The word, the, the word is community. 
I, I wanted from the beginning to establish a community of people. I, I could have even said family. And for some people, this is like a second family to them because they've gotten to know all kinds of people on here. They found other people that, you know, are on the same wavelength. And even some people have found other people uh, within, you know, driving distance to where they live and they, and they you know, you know, this isn't a dating service, but I mean, you know, other people that are, that, that they've gotten together and had, uh, you know, two families and had supper and stuff like that. So it's really cool. Uh, that's a union uh, are, are pulled together, support each other, uh, look out for each other as much as we can and laugh with each other. I just feel like I'm, I'm you're, so you're fortunate. Like the father of a nation. I'm so, I'm so, I feel so lucky. It's just like, wow. This all happened because you got kicked out of a group. Yeah, I know it is. <laughs> that's true. Actually, you're the first person to put it that way, but that's right on the money. <laughs> it's I mean, true. You can never yeah. be upset. The worst news might tomorrow be the best news. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's a yeah. No, I, I if I if I could go back to that group, I might thank the admins for kicking me out. But of course, I can't go back to them because they blocked right. me from right. finding them. <laughs> and so. Uh, it's funny. Yeah. So anyway, it's, it's, uh, it's enriched my life uh, tremendously. And um, yet at the same time, I, I want more and more people to be able to, uh, you know, take up the burden, so to speak, to carry more and more. Um, right. So you, you have appointed more admins. Well, there's uh, right now there, uh, Angie is, um, my partner, and you can call her the head admin, or, or if you want, or something. Um, and Angie actually ha has the same freedom to do things on the Facebook group as I do. She right. can, she can, she can kick people out. She can delete articles or posts or whatever. She can put post articles and stuff like that. You know, she can do anything I can do, uh, and she doesn't have to check with me. You know, she kept trying to, and I kept saying, "Stop! You, I trust you. Just do what seems right to you." So she. Finally, it, it just does it. Then there's uh, at least three, there's three to five other people that are not officially anything, but they're wonderful help. They're there just about every day. They're, what they say to other people is what I would have said, you know, and, and they refer them to articles that I would have referred them to. And so I love these people, um, but they, none of them want to be officially admins. They just want to be, they just want to help as much as they can. And so that's cool. All right. That's groovy. So uh, we'll see. But we do need more more people. Um, these people, in order to get a team of people who are going to be part of it, um, they need to make some money. Right. Okay. Right. You know, it's just like how many people have the time to, to do this every day and, and not worry. You know, I mean, some, some of the women are married and their husbands go to work every day. But uh, it's just, it's going where it's going. Right. I, I, well, as soon we, as you get that school up, you have everything, you know, set up, you, you might be able to uh, afford who knows how much money you can make and, and people. Well, yeah. So what's nice is that Angie is a former teacher. And in fact, she still teaches music now in her life. In fact, this evening, as we're speaking, she's teaching some young people a piano. All right. And so, uh, so she, her experience as being a teacher is, is, uh, is very, very good and very valuable. Um, what we want is for those people who want to be students in the school, um, they can pay money or they can take responsibility 
in the group. Oh, interesting. All right. And, and that would mean a commitment of time, of certain slots of time, uh, so that we know, because, you know, it, this thing goes on 24-7, and uh, I'm not, I, you know, I go to bed at night. I don't, whatever goes on during the night goes on during the night, and, and Angie only lives an hour earlier than me, so she, she has the right. same limitation. And so, um, but then we have people who live, uh, um, you know, different places in the world, and so they're in totally different time zones, and so they can be right. available. So that's what right. we're hoping for. Anyway. You can, you can, you know, mark it up, you know, you could charge however much you, however much value you think your course brings and give offer it for free for just a little help. Like it's a no brainer. Yeah. It'd be more than a little help. I'll tell you that, but uh, right. yeah, it, but, but we haven't figured out the details of what would be how much right. for this or right. that or whatever, because we don't have time to pay attention to school right now. Right. Um, and, and she's, and she's my school admin. And so basically what she decides is what's going to happen there. Um, and I, and instead of, you know, basically we have two schools, actually, one is called the healthy living school that costs nothing to join. And when you sign up for that, we have set aside, a, you know, like all of my articles and a whole bunch of others that are very valuable. Um, and people are then directed to go to the, the folders and directories that contain those specific articles and, and encouraged to read as much as they want, you know, because they don't, there's no requirement and there's no expectation and they're not going to have to show that they learned anything and they can be lazy about it, but it's still there for a way as a way of helping. So they don't have to search the entire library trying to just, you know, decide which is the good ones to read. Then the, the, and so that's still functioning because that doesn't require much attention at all. And then the practitioner training school will be, uh, much more time intensive and, and that's, that's where Angie really knows what she's doing. So right. um, I would like to be free down the road here to pay attention to stuff like uh, with the webpage, like start up the videos again. And, uh, and then there's audios um, because videos take a lot of uh, both bandwidth and memory. And I am astounded at how many people do the internet on their phone yeah <laughs> i don't i don't ever do that i never use my phone for that uh, um I, you know it has a six inch screen that's a 6.3 inch screen it's a big big screen for a phone right? right i never use it i never use my phone for the internet ever i have a 48 inch screen in my living room i'm looking at it right now right that's <laughs> no that's what i use so that's why people people use their phones well you know what they can listen to an audio much easier. Women have said to me, you know, when I'm doing housework, to just listen to what you're saying. I can listen to what you're saying, you know, I can't, but I can't watch a video. Plus, I only got so much room, you know, and there's only so much bandwidth. And there's a, so I, I'm more inclined to do audios than videos, but uh, maybe do both or whatever the case may be. But again, right. not, none of that until the, the web page is going. Right. Did you, did you do any reach out and getting members or are you just focused no. on your content? No, I just responded to who came, to and, came right? and apparently Facebook advertised me, you know, because people were coming from all kinds of other groups and, uh, which means I was advertised by Facebook in those groups. Right. And you're still getting 60 members a day. You said, uh, I, I'm assuming it's at least yeah. 16. It's if you hang on a second, I will tell you cause there is a, um, button called group insights there we go all right um 
Wow. Maybe it isn't that one. Because this one that I'm uh, um, trying to find right here will tell you, oh, 86,300 members today. Normally it tells me how many people have joined in the last 28 days. That's how, how they uh, tend to do it. And uh, for a while there, it was over 3,000 people per month were joining the group. Oh, wow. And do people leave? Well, you know, leaving, you don't do anything to leave. You just don't come back. You know, you don't, you don't like quit anything. Oh, nobody like leaves the group. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, some people do. They say, oh, this group's a bunch of crap, man. You're, other thing you're saying, that's terrible. You shouldn't be saying that. And, and so I'm out of here. I'm done. And then, of course, there's the ones who leave because I help them leave. Um, and so, uh, um, but uh, mostly out of, out of 86,000 something members, uh, I wouldn't even be slightly surprised if half of them were people who joined so they could see what it was about and then never came back. Uh-huh. So how yeah. many do you, could you see how many active members you have? They don't show you that, or at least if they do, I haven't figured out how to find out what it is. Um, for instance, here's one that says there have been uh, 92,100 posts, comments, and reactions in the last 28 days. Oh, wow. That's up 48% from what it was before. Right. Um, and so, uh, but, this isn't uh oh here here we go okay um wow okay well according to this three and a half thousand people have joined in the last 28 days oh that's a nice amount if i'm reading it correctly that's a lot of people yeah wow three and a half thousand people that you are, are helping so how many orders for your brewer do you get, let's say, per week? Well, it, it, it fluctuates all over the place. That's really, really hard. But I do, I do send them out every day. Oh, you send that every day. So I see, I noticed that you don't advertise it so much in your group. No, no. So how would uh, someone, why, how would well, someone get it? And why wouldn't you, let's say, put it in a pin post to make it easy and like people should see? Well, it's the issue of using the group to advertise that I have resistance to because everybody else advertises, you know, you go to everywhere else and they're filled with ads. Now, I have a lot of respect for uh, uh, Dr. Joseph Mercola, uh, who has a good website. Uh, Dr. Axe has a good website. I've learned a lot of stuff from both of those two doctors. Um, when you go to their web pages, their web pages are packed with things for sale. Right. And, and, and I don't, I don't want to do that. I, I want people to, to come and, and, and not feel deluged with, here, buy this. Um, now, the reason why people even find out about the Facebook, the, the brewers now, is that uh, other people who own them are speaking up about it all the time. You know? uh-huh. so if somebody says, well, it's, I went to the store, it, it's 30 bucks for a little bottle. How do you guys drink these amounts? Then, then all these members will tell them, oh, you, you get one of Terry's Brewers, yeah. You know, and somebody else will say, oh, yeah, I make a gallon every day. 
Yeah, my whole family, my dogs, my cats, uh, you know, my kids, we all get it. Yeah, no, that's what we do. And then I said, well, so how do I get one of those? Okay, and and then, and there is information in the units about colloidal silver and about the brewers. You, know, you click on units and scroll down to colloidal silver info. Well, okay, when a question, uh, from time to time, uh, I have a series of articles about colloidal silver uh, addressing everything from you know, turning blue to how much you can drink to uh, the, the science behind, you know, people, there's sets of questions that people repeat over and over again because there's new people who ask them, what about if it kills all bacteria, what about your healthy digestive bacteria? There's a, there's a question right there. Uh, and and uh, I read this article that said it will cause uh, uh, liver failure. Uh, what do you, what, what's your response to that? And, and so I respond to those things and then, but, but the most common thing is, well, okay, I, I read your articles and I understand how good it is and I didn't realize how much it did and how good it was. How do I get it? Well, then I'll tell them, oh, I make a brewer, you know, so that's a form right. of advertising, you know, because I'll say, right. I have a one quart brewer and a one gallon brewer, a domestic one gallon and an international one gallon. The international one will operate on 220 to 250 volts. Yeah, and of course, the domestic one runs on our 110 volts, and so um, that that's a form of advertising just by you know telling them that you know, right, yeah. right. But that's not real. That's not advertising. No, like, your face. But even let's say putting you know one post that this is our one product. If you're interested, that even that much you're not willing to do because you feel that it will sacrifice the genuine <clears> message <throat> that you want to send across. That you're here to help first and foremost, yeah. and then. Well, and I, I have a file called the easiest, cheapest CS Brewer, which gives instructions, including photos of how you can build your own one quart per batch colloidal silver brewer. Right. Um, you know, I sell one for $95 shipping included, but that, that file tells you how to duplicate what you would get if you sent me a $95 and, and it costs a whole lot less than $95. Now that's called being counterproductive to sales when you are selling something, but you tell people exactly. how they can build their own version of it. However, the reason I even sell it is because of all those little old ladies, little old men, uh, you know, uh, unmarried mothers with kids, you know, crawling over the place to tell them, well, you, you get hold of a Hewlett Packard uh, inkjet printer adapter and you snip off the plug that goes into the printer and you split the wires and put alligator clips on them. Um, you already left them in the ducts. You might mm -hmm. as well have said, rebuild your transmission. You know, right. <laughs> it, forget it. They, they, because the very idea of, oh yeah, and to get the silver wire, here's the links you go to and order silver wire off of the internet. A lot of people never ordered anything off the internet, you know, and so, uh, um, but I still want people to know, listen, you can, you, you can do it yourself. And there's all kinds of people in the group who say, you know, we followed Terry's results. We make colloidal silver all the time. It's changed our whole life. And Terry didn't even ask for a penny for it. Well, that's what I want to hear. I want to hear that. You know, that makes me feel good, you know, and, and, uh, so, and, and if you were to just, you know, make money, make a living off of selling your brewer, would that, would that get you by without your advertising? Well, it's getting me by right now. As a matter of fact, uh, it's wow. getting me by well enough that I felt, uh, uh, bold enough to stop selling colloidal silver. Wow. Oh, so it's, so it's more, so with, with a nice padding, would you, would you mind giving a number or that would be a. Well, I, you know, I don't actually know. All, all I know is that um, there's spurts where, you know, a bunch of them, I've gone in on a Monday to the post office 
um, which is three minutes away from me. That's one nice thing. Over the weekend, I get orders. So Monday is usually when I take in the most uh, brewers ready to go because I've gotten them uh, starting Friday afternoon when it was too late for them to go out and then all day Saturday and all day Sunday. Uh, and then even I'll get up Monday morning and there's some, you know, orders have come in or payment has come in or something and I'll get them all ready and take them over to the, to the postal outlet. Well, uh, my record um, is 17 brewers that I took over on a Monday. That's only happened once. Um, One and, day, 1700 bucks. And uh, so they, 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 uh, they, uh, it was so great. They filled out all the forms for all 17. Well, actually, I think two of them were here in Canada, so there's no forms for them, but you know, they filled out all the forms. That's really, that's really, I'm so grateful to them for it. And they're grateful for all the business. Right. Win-win. So I, I, I like that. So, um, but uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm in the process of making arrangements with another fellow to take over doing this part that I'm doing, which right. is uh, the people, I have three people who uh, build the brewers and pack them in boxes and seal the boxes and put a return address label on them, but they don't have, they're not addressed to anybody. So I go and pick them up and bring them back to my house and then I get orders and I get paid and then I make out the address labels and put them on each of the boxes and take them over to the post office. But I'm going to have another guy do that. Right. And then I don't have to touch anything. I just get the business. Right. So, Perfect. Sit at your right. computer. And uh, so then uh, I have three daughters and two grandkids who all live in the same house in a town two hours away from me. Uh-huh. And so- I yeah. go in every week to visit one or the other of them. Mm-hmm. That's four hours of driving each time I do that. Uh, I come, I come home wiped. So I want to move. Right. right. This next so, summer, I'm I'm expecting to move closer to my daughters and, and you know my, my my family people, and I'll, uh, I'd like to be somewhere twenty or thirty minutes away so that bopping over to take one of them out for breakfast or a cup of coffee is okay. You know, mm-hmm. not a big deal. You want spending and, time with your family to be easier than work. Yeah. And so, uh, cause of course I can run the business from my computer no matter where I am. Right. So it's amazing. That, yeah. That's a, that's the way a good business is nice. Plus doing something I enjoy doing. And, and, you know, um, I got a job selling cars once at a Honda dealership that lasted a week Wow! because it was useless. It was worthless. There was no reason to do it. Nobody benefited from it. Uh, you know, I wasn't doing anything that helped anybody, you know, it, it was just like, here, I got these things, you know, buy it. And the other salespeople there were the worst scum of the human race. As far as they're concerned, they would be happiest if you would just walk in, empty your wallet on the counter and leave. Right. Uh, and that right. isn't necessarily the way every car salesman is, but that's the way they were at this dealership. And one, one week later, I realized I, I can't even, I, I'll begin to hate myself if I stay here. Right. Wow. Well. So I quit, you know, so, so now, now I'm able to do something that makes me feel good about myself. You know, yeah. people, it makes you feel good about yourself and it makes other people feel good about themselves yep. as well. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that is definitely win-win. All right, fine. So thank you very much for your time. It's been quite a fun experience. That's for sure. If anyone is interested in uh, joining your group and finding out more about what you do, yeah. It, you know, they could check you out at the natural health library. As long as you're still, as you guys are still on Facebook, they could, uh, well, we're not going to, we're not going to quit Facebook, but we're not going to post, uh, the articles there. They're all going to be in the website. Right. So we, yeah. we'll use Facebook to get us people because they're advertising. us. Uh, so you're not closing down the group. 
No, no, I'm not going to close oh, it down. Oh, okay, perfect. I, I'll tell you up front that I expect uh, uh, that down the road we'll get booted. Uh-huh. Just because I, you guys are so different. It, well, because more and more, uh, like the, um, recently I, uh, I published, well, and, and Angie had the same rec- thing. I published, uh, you know, I posted um, the title and the URL, uh, the, you know, the link address, not the article, just the title of the article, which was that vitamin C is effective against the coronavirus. And as soon as I started to post that for people to see, Facebook jumps up and says, this is false information and it's wrong. Are you sure you want to post this? Oh, wow. That's, so, that's scary. Yeah, it is. So, uh, uh, so you know, they, they, they stopped Mercola from advertising uh, um, and, and uh, you know, and Google's doing it and YouTube is doing it. And, and I'm glad because you know what it means? It means that those of us who are in the community that, that believes in number one, free speech, and number two, uh, um, we don't believe in the pharmaceutical controlled world idea. Um, we need to start our own resources. We need to have our own web pages, our own search engines, our own uh, social groups. Uh, we need to leave the gangsters and do our own thing. And, right, and right. So, and, uh, and the internet allows you to do that. Yeah, at present. And hopefully that won't change. Right, right. God willing, yeah. So yeah. perfect. Wow. All right. So uh, keep doing what you're doing. All righty. All right. Nice talking Todd. to you. Hey there. I hope this episode helped you along with your journey. If you enjoyed, be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. That's it for today. Take care and I'll see you next time.